0: And welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi, the next
1: generation. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we're going to be talking about Season 3, Episode 17, Don't Dream It's Over. And Kelsey, will you please read us the episode summary?
0: Sure. Uh, Straight from YouTube. Terry wants to give Rick another chance, but when she has to choose between her friendship with Paige and her love for Rick, the result is tragic. Sean gets annoyed when Marco keeps tagging along on his dates with Ellie. (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's fine. That summates it, whatever. You know, I don't love that they rhymed that whole sentence about it being tragic, but other than that, it's fine.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was, it got, it covered everything pretty succinctly. Um, but the episode title, Don't Dream It's Over, is a song by an Australian rock band called Crowded House. Um, also, I feel like more people our age maybe know it for, like, this, I'm pretty sure it's the six, pun- six pence, none the richer cover. <laughs> um, but there's, like, it's, there's not that much to talk about about the song, um, As far as how it relates to the episode, I don't really like it for this episode because I feel like it's more of like, like yearning a lost love, whereas this is like resurrecting a love that should have died a fiery death.
0: Agreed. Um, yeah, I mean, my only opinions on this episode are like the, um, I don't know, just the super catchy... (laughs) But I only like know that one bit and it always gets stuck in my head.
1: Yeah, we were actually singing it before we started recording because it's such an earworm. And I'm sorry for including it below what we're talking about right now because now it will be stuck in everybody's heads forever. But um, let's get into it. So the episode starts with, Paige, Spinner, Jimmy, Hazel, like they're all outside on at the picnic table talking about how Paige has her mom's minivan and they want to like hang out and drive around and do something fun. And then Terry comes up and they're like, oh, yeah, you should totally come. Let's do it. And Terry's like, "Uh, no, I don't want to be a third wheel. You guys are all going to be coupled off like that sounds awful. And Paige is like, whatever, just bring someone if you want. And, like, I totally
0: understand her feeling that way. Like, as a person who does not, like, do a ton of relationships, I've, like, I know what it's like to be, like, I'm, like, the fifth or the seventh <laughs> wheel here. You guys are all dating each other. um, But, you know, I mean, now that I'm, like, older and I have friends who are married, it's, like, an extra level. But, like, if you have good enough friends, you can still feel, like, included. But also, like... Because it's high school, I'm sure that it's a lot harder to like have that sort of thing where you get like, well, I like I'm friends with my friends as like husbands, like we don't hang out. But like when we go- I'm just thinking of like a specific group of my friends in general, like two of which are married, one like lives with her boyfriend. The other one is like in a long term relationship and we all hang out. And I'm like, well, I'm friends with all their significant others. So it's like everyone feels included. But I don't know. Whatever.
1: Yeah. But I feel like, like you said, high school is probably a lot different. (laughs) And it's more like, like they're all in like the throes of their coupledom. And especially Jimmy and Hazel are like such a new couple that they would probably be especially annoying to hang out with. But they're like, whatever, bring someone if you want, it's fine. And then I think that's when the theme song happens. And then the and then after the theme song, they're all in the gym in Ms. Kwan's class, like doing weird like trust exercises. And at first, I was like, "What are we doing here? Why? How is this a part of English class?" But may, it could be drama because doesn't Ms. Kwan teach gra- drama too?
0: Yeah, um, I, it's definitely drama class because I was like, "Why are they doing trust falls?" But like, that's like a pretty common thing in like beginner like drama and theater classes because they're like learn to trust your scene partners but like oh man like I don't don't partner like she's she's basically forced to partner up with Rick and I just like I was like no I was very upset about it because like she shouldn't trust him he's not a trustworthy person and she has to fall into his
1: arms and he's like trust me and I'm like ew don't trust him he's garbage yeah, and he's like, you honestly think I'm going to drop you? And Kelsey and I were both like, um, yes. Like, ugh, you're so, no. Terry, why are you, part?" I mean, I know you didn't have a choice to partner with him, but how is him being your partner, like, already warming him up to you again? Like, no, go away. Straight, like, danger, danger. You know this man is garbage. Step away from him. And I want to tr- retract the fact that I just said, man, he is a boy. He is gross. He's a fuckboy. He needs to go away forever.
0: Like, why is this endearing her towards him again? Because it's
1: not even like he's being charming. He just,
0: like, literally did his assignment (laughs) and caught her and was like, see, I'm trustworthy. Which, like, no, you just held your arms out. Congrats. You're a functioning human. Well done.
1: Yeah, it's awful. And then after class, they're, like, walking out together. And they're just, like, chatting. They're like, um, like... Rick is being snobby and being like talking about like we need to do like real theater like blah, blah blah I don't know and then Terry's like there's like a mime thing happening like next weekend or something and he's like oh just what we need more people like walking against the wind like blah and I hate every minute of this conversation.
0: I hate Rick. So there's like a lot of things that I dislike about Rick. First and foremost, the fact that he's abusive, but also like I hate like how unnecessarily snobby he is about like all things. And then but like mostly I hate like his feelings on theater and how he thinks he's like entitled to being good at it because his mom did a thing when it's like, you have no idea what you're doing. You are the worst person that I've ever met. It's like people who like think that they know stuff about art and I'm like, stop it. You know
1: nothing. (laughs) he's gross and I think he like tries to ask Terry to do something and she's like um I'm gonna go I'll see you in biology bye and I'm like good run away from him run away from him forever um and then we cut over to Mr. Simpson because Mr. Simpson is back and Marco says like something really nice to him And it's very exciting that Mr. Simpson is back at school and then he and Ellie start talking about how they like have like an Indian night plan like they're going to order Indian food and watch like Bollywood or something because of course we all know that Marco loves his Bollywood and then fucking Ashley is like "Um, how does Sean feel about that it's Saturday and he's your boyfriend. And Ellie's like, "Um, I'm not going to ditch my friends. Like, nothing's going to change like that. And then Ashley's like, change isn't a bad thing. And I'm like, literally, nobody should be taking relationship advice from Ashley.
0: Yeah. See, here's the thing. Like, Ellie, okay, yes, you have to accept the fact that things are going to change. And she's never been in a real relationship before. So it's, like, not a thing that she knows. But Ashley has never, like, Ashley is so, like, she just goes 100% for her boyfriends to the point where it's, like, that is her whole life whenever she dates someone, which is, like, by the way, the worst kind of friend I have. <laughs> but she's, like, like, she has she's so used to, like, being, like, 100 percent for her b- boyfriend that, like, she does not know what a healthy separate relationship looks like. It's crazy. But also, like, you know, like, at this point, I was like, Ellie, like, this is fine. Like, keep your friendship with Marco. Don't just do stuff with Sean. Ashley's being crazy. But then she brings Mark on a date, so I just—what do I know?
1: Yeah, I think like Ash. If Ashley is like on one end of the like, I will—I'm like glomming onto my boyfriend. We'll do everything with him. Then Ellie's on the other end, where she like has like zero compromise and like, like including for like making room for a boyfriend in her life. I guess and like. By the end of the episode, I think Ellie finally finds, like, the happy medium, like, that is healthy in terms of, like, making time for both friends and boyfriend. But, yes, at this point in the episode, I'm like, yeah, Ellie, like, obviously, you're not going to, like, cancel, like, ditch plans with your friends just because your, like, boyfriend comes calling. Like, you don't need to check in with him. But then she makes some bad choices later. (laughs) Um. So then later we're at the TV station at Ellie's internship with Caitlin and Sean comes by for a visit and Caitlin like excuses herself. And then Sean asks her to go to the movies to so some like action bullshit, whatever the hell. And then Ellie's like, oh, yeah, totally. I want to go. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. No, it's OK. It's fine. And then you think. At this point, I thought she was just going to cancel her plans with Marco and be kind of like, oh, sorry, I know we have this whole thing planned, but I'm going to go hang out with my boyfriend. Sorry, Ashley told me to. Um, But we will later see that that is not what happened. Yeah, I just...
0: Oh, Ellie, she does not know how to do this at all. But also, like, (laughs) is it cool that Sean just showed up at her co-op? Like, is that allowed? Like, Caitlin's a very cool person, especially for being like, see you later, but like... (laughs) I wouldn't want my boyfriend to show up at my job unannounced. Like, that's weird and unprofessional. But that might just, like, be me as a person. Um, But, yeah, I don't know.
1: I I, I just, I don't know. No, I wouldn't want that to happen either. The only thing that, like, I can do to rationalize it in my brain is that maybe he was just she asked him to meet her there after she heard thing was done. And maybe she ran late and he came by to like meet her or something. That is the only thing that I like that would make sense to me, but otherwise not super cool. Sean.
0: Totally not cool. Um, do you want to do fashion police? Cause I feel ready. Okay. Um, I love pages, sunglasses in the first scene. They have rhinestones on them. I'm here for it. Um, Rick always looks terrible, so whatever. Who cares? (laughs) Um, I love Marco's jacket um, in, like, the first scene he's in in Mr. Simpson's class when they're like, yay, Mr. Simpson, you're back. He's wearing this, uh, like, gray and black jacket and has, like, very tight sleeves, but it looks good on him. And also his hair's all, like, shaggy and fun. I'm into it. It's very, like, cool boy 2004, and I'm into it.
1: I know. I think I commented. I was like, "Oh my god, Marco's hair," because it's like at a really good length right now, mm-hmm. and also Paige's. So in the last episode, we or it was either the last episode or the episode before, we noticed that Paige was wearing like all blue and it was weird. And then in the first scene of this episode, she was wearing all pink. She had like pink jacket, pink sunglasses, matching everything. But I think the pink work or the pink look worked a little bit better for her. Um, also Sean didn't wear a beanie on their date and he looked super cute. Yeah. I
0: wrote no hat. Sean is cutest. Sean. Um, uh, I need to reiterate that Rick is garbage <laughs> and dresses like garbage and looks like garbage. Um, speaking of the day, I hate the hat that we're, that Marco wears. <laughs> it's terrible. It's like a square. I don't know it's it's bad it's like a newsboy cap but it's like square it looks like a Pete Wentz from fallout boy hat that's what it looks like and also I know that it's a signature look for her but I really hate Ellie's side ponytail always like it's always really bad um I like Paige's jacket when they're like at the ravine or wherever they are that they're hanging out a park I don't know but I like her jacket. It's like it's very autumnal. Um and I'm sick of the summer, so I'm like like here for it. And it's like green and cute. Um and then I like uh Ellie's entire outfit in the last scene. Like it's very like Hot Topic 2003, you know? Um she's wearing like bicycle shorts with like a mesh um black skirt over it. It's like see-through. Um and like just like this gray and black shirt. But yeah, it's like I'm like, oh I it's like my mall rat days. It's very fun.
1: Yes. Marco's date hat was awful. It looked like he borrowed it from Manny. Um also in their like ravine times, Hazel was wearing like a blue velour tracksuit that was very juicy couture but definitely off brand. Also I made a note on Ellie's like meshy skirt. Um, It was like a black tutu skirt thing. She looked like an emo Carrie Bradshaw. (laughs)
0: Um, Paige was wearing this jacket that I couldn't tell what it was. Like, I wasn't sure if it was like a fluffy sweater under a jean jacket or a scarf under a jean jacket or a jean jacket that had fluffs attached. It was fluffy and it was fun, but I just, it was an enigma.
1: It was her Muppet jacket. The Muppet jacket was back. It was her Muppet jacket with, like, the weird shaggy collar thing that I hate. Um, <laughs> also, I just had, oh, also, Spinner's hair is starting to look, like, Craig-level crazy, and I think he needs to cut it, but I know he won't.
0: I feel like it only gets worse. Um Spinner's looking pretty good in this episode, despite the, like, shaggy hair, like, it's, he's he's just, he's doing his best.
1: <laughs> I think that is all, that, those are all, that's all I got.
0: So then Paige and Spinner and Jimmy and Hazel are at the dot, and they're like,
1: yay, we're going to go do
0: a thing. Which, by the way, they never say where they're going or what <laughs> they're doing. They're just like, we're doing it. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> um, so they're waiting, and then they see Terry, and they're like, yeah, Terry's here. And then they see Rick behind her, and they're like, Ooh, and he's like, I'm gonna buy you a latte. And she's like, Oh, you're so sweet. And I'm like, fuck everything. This is bullshit and I hate it and I'm furious. And she's like, I'll come with you. And I'm like, Terry, stop it. And there and Paige is like, I'm not driving that that asshole anywhere, basically. And Hazel's like, Am I hallucinating? I think I'm hallucinating, which I think would be my exact reaction. Um And Jimmy's like, fuck this, fuck this. And I feel like, so even though Paige eventually blames Spinner for, like, a minute, I think that Spinner's maybe the best friend out of them. Because he's like, if we leave him behind, we leave her behind. And it's basically, like, you can keep, or at least they think, like, you can keep an eye on her if you at least have her with you, you know? So it's like, I don't know. I think that Spinner is being probably the best friend, even though they all have, like... The same feelings and the same intentions where it's like, Rick is bad. We need to get Terry away from him. But I don't know. I feel like Spinner isn't the right for this. What about you?
1: Yeah, I thought it was pretty, like, perceptive of him to know that, like, if they told Rick to fuck off, that Terry also wouldn't have come with them. And it's kind of like the parent that's like, I, like... I would feel better if, like, if you're going to drink alcohol, drink it with me so I know you're safe. It's kind of, like, the friend equivalent of that. So they can at least, like, monitor Rick, even though that eventually kind of falls apart. Um, I also, like, was confused at how, like, the last time we saw Rick and Terry interact, Terry was like, uh, I gotta go by. And, like, I'm just wondering, like... How we got to her, like, still trying to avoid him to, like, inviting him to this thing. Like, I feel like we, like, missed something. I
0: feel like guys like that, once you give them any sort of in, they will weasel their way in. Like, I'm sure that he was, like, calling her and, like, instant messaging her and stuff. And just being like, hey, hey, I miss you. You're the best. I love you. You know? He's, like, he's a very manipulative person, especially for someone like Terry who's so insecure that I I imagine that he just, like, wiggled his way in by like being a manipulative persistent fuckwad
1: yeah fair um so then we cut over to we're at the movie theater and ellie has brought marco to her date and i'm like ellie what are you doing and marco's like why am i here like even marco's like what is i don't want to see this stupid movie like this is dumb and they get there and then they see jay and alex and I think Jay is surprised to see Marco there. And he, like, tells Alex to go, like, buy popcorn or something. And Alex is like, if you give me 20 bucks, I will. And I just wanted to make a note that this is the first time we have heard Alex speak.
0: Cool first line, Alex. <laughs> Although Alex is the best. So, whatever. It's a f- the best first line of many. <laughs> She's going to be great. I'm ready for Alex forever. Um, Right away standing up to Jay. So... <laughs> alex for the win um but yeah it's awkward it's like a shitty move on ellie's part and marco makes a really good point about it later but yeah i was just like oh boy oh ellie you're just like she like needed to bring a chaperone with her for her date and it's like i think she's just nervous and like i don't know but like also don't make your first date a double date what i have a lot i
1: just they're both doing it wrong Yeah, it's not great. And Sean, like, sees Marco and is confused, but he, like, is, like, okay, I guess I'm going along with this. And then when they're in the movie theater, Ellie's just, like, sitting between them, and it's awkward, and Sean, like, tries to put his arm around her, and then it doesn't work, and it's all, like, what is, it's at least, like, not a good date. Um, and he, he, like,
0: reaches for popcorn, and he and Marco accidentally touch hands, which is really (laughs) funny. And, like, Basically, the movie that they're watching, I feel like, is like almost like a Fast and Furious type of thing. Um, which makes a lot of sense for like Sean and Jay to go be seeing, but like Ellie and Marco are laughing through the whole thing. And I'm like, that is me in that movie, <laughs> like, I am Marco and Ellie in this moment. Um, which was fun. And it's just like, how are you, too? So,
1: yeah, super awkward date. And also because it was probably like kind of like a Fast and Furious movie. If Marco was not there, I feel like it it's, like, the prime type of movie for, like, makeouts to happen because it's, like, nothing in the movie actually matters. And which, again, would just, like, adds another layer to how much Ellie messed up their date, at least for Sean. Um, but then we're back in, like, the forest ravine, wherever the hell they are, and, like... Rick like sits on the hood of Paige's car and she's like don't sit on my car i don't want your butt making a print on my car like go away forever. And then and he has and he has like
0: the biggest attitude about it cuz like that is a valid request. You are not friends with her and also like you could dent her car and it's her parents car. And he's like i'm not hurting it and he like, you can see him like being a fucking crazy person already. And Terry is, like, trying to smooth over the situation. She's like, Rick, come sit by me. And Paige, like, gets up and walks away. She's like, I don't want to even be near this asshole, which, fair. And so she is, like, just talking to, like, Spinner and Jimmy and Hazel, and they're, like, clearly leaving Rick and Terry out, even though they don't want to leave Terry out, but they're definitely leaving Rick out.
1: Yeah, and then later... Paige comes over to Terry, who's sitting by herself. Like, like Rick goes, I don't know where he went to like get something. And she's like, Oh, Terry, like we you should come over later. Like, we need, we should have like a girl's night. And Terry's like, I'm fine, Paige. It's okay. And then Um And then they start having an argument, and Paige is like, I like, I don't understand why you just took him back after he beat you up and Terry's like, you don't understand. He apologized. And she's like, yeah, guys like him always apologize so they can get another shot in. And then fucking Rick like swings around the corner and is like, first of all, blah 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 blah. You're a vicious backstabber. And he's just like being so condescending and talking down to Paige and being like the ultimate like fucking fuck boy. I hate it's so awful. I like like wanted to throw up.
0: Same. And I love how he's like, you're a vicious backstabber, which like, okay, first of all, she would say this to your face. (laughs) It's just that literally you weren't there, but she would say this to your face. And the only reason that she doesn't say it to your face all the time is because it would hurt Terry. So she's not doing this behind your back, Rick. She's just, she's just sparing her friend's feelings. So fuck you. And then, and like, and he's just like, and then she calls him a psycho, which fair, and he storms off, and then Terry is like, yelling at Paige, and and she basically it's like, he's right, and, and Paige is like, what? And she's like, you're so controlling, which is not what Rick said, so clearly these are just things that Terry is feeling, um, which is kind of fair, like Paige does kind of run her life sometimes, um, but Paige is like... If he's, if I'm such a bad friend, then why don't you go with him? And I was like, no, Paige. But I, like, I understand that she's mad. Like, I would, I, I like, I just, I empathize. I
1: understand. Like,
0: she's pissed. Like, but also,
1: no, Paige. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's awful, because you know what's going to happen next. So Terry goes and follows Rick to, like, some, in like, other, like, wooded enclosure, where also, why are there random cinder blocks on the ground in the middle of the woods i don't understand it makes me mad
0: It's because Emma didn't do a good enough job cleaning the ravine <laughs> um but yeah, like Rick is acting like a fucking animal he's like kicking things and grunting and screaming, and I'm like, this person is ill and like neat he like just he should have been put in therapy like after the last thing like somebody should have talked to an adult because like dude needs dude needs help straight up like he just he needs help because he's not acting like a rational person like the kicking and the screaming and the like having a meltdown like that that's not just like that's not rational human behavior like he's like we give him a lot of shit because he's a fucking monster but like he's also like He's a child and he's also very clearly mentally ill and, like, no no adults are dealing with it.
1: Yeah, he is unstable and needs, like, psychological help to, like, level him out because he should not be having this kind of outburst after having, like, a stupid fight with another, like, 14-year-old girl or 15-year-old or whatever the hell. So or Terry's, like... Calm down. Like, it's okay. That's just Paige being Paige. It's like, I don't think that about you, even though she fucking should. And she's, he's like, I just like you so much. And you're like, okay, that is not explaining your behavior in the slightest. And then Terry's like, okay, it'll be fine. Like, let's just go back and we can ignore them. And Rick is like, um, he, like, yanks her toward him. And she, he's like, um, like, I can't go back to her. Like, what are you talking about? Like, do my feelings mean nothing to you? And you're like, oh, my God, no, I hate you, Rick. And Terry's like, Rick, you are hurting me. And he gets, he, like, spirals out of control and pushes her down. And then her head hits a cinder block. And it's jarring to watch.
0: It is. Um, You skip the part where they kissed and I threw up in my mouth. Ugh. Um, Because he tried to eat her face. Because he's bad at everything. Um... But yeah, he it is. It's jarring. It is like you just you feel it in your gut when it happens. You're just like, oh, God, like and we knew it was coming. We've seen this before, but it's like every time it's like genuinely shocking. So I don't know. So it's but yeah, it's rough. It's just it's it's rough.
1: Yeah. And also, I think I just mentally blocked out the kiss because I didn't I just don't want it to be something that ever happened.
0: I just know because in my notes it says in all caps BARF. And I was like, what is that about? Oh.
1: So then we're back with all the other people in the ravine or whatever. And they're like, okay, they've been gone for a while. Like, we should see what's happening. So Paige and Spinner go to look for Terry and Rick. And then they see Rick, like, crouching over Terry. And they're like, oh, my God, what the fuck happened? And they run over to her. And then Rick runs away like a fucking asshole. And then... Paige is like, Spinner, go get your cell phone. And then she, like, sees that Terry is bleeding, and it's scary. And I just want Terry to be okay. It's sad and scary,
0: and Paige is freaking out, and Spinner's freaking out. And then the next day, they're in class, and um, there's, like, like Mr. Radish makes an announcement over, like, the whatever their TV, like, announcement things are. um. And, you know, Mr. Simpson is, like, you know, talking to the class or whatever. And Marco is like, what happened? Was it an accident? And Spinner's like, it was not an accident. So Marco, so, and I think Ashley was like, well, is Rick going to jail? So, like, everyone knows what happened, basically. Um, And Mr. Simpson, I think, is being a very good teacher in this moment. Because he's like, you know... They're minors. Legally, we can't even really talk about it. He's like, how about we? He's like, what we should be talking about is how we're feeling in this moment and what we can do to help Terry. Um, and Paige, like, brings out this enormous card. They're like, people in the comments on YouTube were making fun of it, but I actually thought it was pretty and very sweet. <laughs> I was like, this is actually kind of nice. So she brings out this card and she's like, I thought everyone could sign it. And it's like, it's kind of like a hollow gesture for this sort of thing. But it's like, you know, what? when you're grieving and you feel like you can't really do anything, you just kind of have to do whatever you feel like you can in that moment.
1: Yeah, I did write down that is a giant card, but Terry deserves it. It was cute. Um, and then we kind of cut back to the B plot and... at lunch and Ellie and Marco are eating lunch and then Sean comes over and like inserts himself in between the two of them and Marco's like I'm just going to go and Ellie's like oh my god wait what no and then Sean is like I thought we could be alone and she's like you got your wish and then she like walks away and leaves him by himself
0: which made me laugh (laughs) I mean like I understand that he wants to spend time with his girlfriend but like Oh, they're just both so bad at this. Cause he like he does not know how to do things subtly. He's like phys- like he doesn't know how to do things without being physical. He's like he's not just like putting himself in the middle. He was like physically pushing Marco away, like with his ass. It was very confusing. <laughs> I was just like, what are you doing? Like if I was Marco, I would have been furious. And I don't blame Ellie for being mad. Like he was being an asshole. So it's like, can't he just be like I don't know. Like, Sean needs to learn how to use his words. Ellie needs to be a grown-up and just, like, be like, I'm going to spend time with my boyfriend. Like, fucking, can everyone just, like, be humans who talk to each other?
1: No, because that would be too easy. And also they're children who don't know how to, like, express their emotions yet. Um, But, yeah, that happens, and it's kind of funny. And then Paige and Spinner go to the hospital to bring Terry her card, and they see her dad was i like almost cried every time that her dad was on the screen because he is so worried and sad and it's like terry is all that he has and this i'm just like this must be like a very a very hard time for him and they bring the card and he's like thank you so much for doing that um Like, this Rick guy, though, like, she was over the moon. I had no idea. And then uh, Spinner and Paige, like, make a face. And he's like, wait, did you guys know that he was abusive? And they're just like, I mean, we thought it was under control. Like, we didn't, like, we tried to tell her to stop. And he's like, does this look like it's under control? And then he kind of, like, spins out on them. And then they feel awful. And then they, like, and then I think Paige storms out and Spinner follows her. Which is like
0: so unfair because they're children and it's not like they know what to do in that kind of situation. Um, but also like you you have to feel for him because he is spiraling and they're like just no one is in a good place. So I understand him lashing out. But like they're children. Please give them a break for not knowing like what to do. I mean for future reference they know like go to a fucking adult but there's only so much they can do you know. Like Paige has already saved Ellie from cutting herself, and like fixed her own like like she's like already figured out that therapy is great like which is more than like most fifteen year olds can do. So like let's let's give these kids a break. They're doing the best they can.
1: Yeah. Um. And then after they like pull up next to the dot, and they're just both just like emotionally drained, and um, they like. Like, Spinner gives Paige a kiss, and then she, like, yanks him back over to her and starts, like, trying to, like, forget all this is happening and funneling all of her energy into making out with Spinner. And he's like, um, I think we should not do this right now. Um, You're upset about Terry. And she's like, this has nothing to do with that. And it's like, oh, that's entirely not true. And then they get in a fight, and then Paige is like – If we had left him behind, like, you shouldn't have, like, brought him with us. This never would have happened. And then Paige is like, well, then you shouldn't have told him to, told her to go off with him. And they both, like, blame each other for what happened. And it's bad. And it's like, oh, guys, please don't fight right now.
0: Yeah, they're just dealing with it the only way they know how, which is apparently lashing out at each other. Um, yeah, it's just, and, you know, He's like, I'm very proud of Spinner because he could have taken advantage of that situation. But instead, he was like, you're upset. And she's like, that's not what I'm doing. And we're all like, yes, yes, it is. <laughs> that is exactly what you're doing. Um, I just, I don't know. It's like, it's a whole, I mean, it's like a whole, like, thing. It's kind of like a TV trope, but it's also, like, real. Because it's like circle of life type of shit. I don't know. I feel like it's instinctual. Um... But, yeah, but also during the scene when they were making out and, like, they're close, or, like, even when their faces were just really close together, I was like, like, the better looking that Spinner gets, the more alike they look. I'm like, these two could be siblings. This is making me uncomfortable.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You pointed that out later on. I was like, oh, no, I don't want to think about that. Um, And then after this, Marco and Ellie are talking And Ellie's like, I have to break up with Sean. Like, he can't treat you like that. Like, I I can't give up my friends for this. And Marco's like, (laughs) Ellie, calm the fuck down. Like, he's your boyfriend. Things are going to change. Like, we don't all have to hang out all the time. You need to make time for him. Just like you make time for me, basically, is what he says. And he's like, calm down. Come on.
0: Yeah, I think, like, his exact words for the first part were like, well, you did bring Marco the security blanket to your <laughs> date, which, like, is super fair. She definitely did do that. And she's like, what? And I, and we're like, Ellie, <laughs> you know what you did. Like, you know. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Like, that was a very cool thing of Marco to do. He is wise beyond his years, and I'm very proud of him.
1: Yeah, Marco is consistently the voice of reason for all of these like fools in relationships who'd like have no idea what they're doing. Um despite never really having been in a relationship himself, but he is like the ultimate voice of reason. Anyway, the next day um Spinner's like walking up to the school and he sees Rick sitting in a car by himself and he like flips out and he runs over to the car. And he, like, bangs on the window and opens the door. And he's like, what are you doing here? You think you could just come back here? Like, you know what you did. Like, la, la, la. And he, like, starts, like, he, like, pulls him out of the car and pushes him up against. And, like, holds up his fist. And then Paige runs over and is like, Spinner, don't do this. Don't do this. And then he, like, slightly backs off. And then his, uh Rick's mom runs over. And is like, stay away from my son. Like, get away from him. Blah, blah, blah. And, like slightly diffuses the situation and puts Rick back in the car and they, like, leave.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine being Rick's mother in this situation. Like, how much do you think she knows about this? Because I just, I can't even imagine being in her position.
1: I don't know. I mean, this, she probably knows now, obviously, because he put a girl in a coma. But I can't imagine, like, what, i would do if like my child turned out to be like an abusive person i would probably be like okay well we need to go to therapy now and like figure this out and try to take care of your anger issues but i'm sure he's had anger issues like at home in the past like this can't he can't this can't be the only instance where this has happened um but it's probably one of those things where like you don't want to believe that your child could do something that bad and it's like She's realizing how bad it is when it's too late. That's kind of what I'm assuming.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I feel I just I feel bad for her. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a whole thing. But then Spinner runs off and Paige chases him and they have this moment and he's crying. And I'm like, oh, Spinner. And he's like crying and she's like consoling him. And he's, like, saying that he's just as bad as he is because he's violent. And she was like, no, you stopped yourself. Like, it's a totally different thing. Also, like, Spinner, you would never hit a girl and you would never, like, all right. So Spinner has been a shitty person in the past. He is a bully, for sure. Um, He is just barely getting over being homophobic. But, like, he does not need to rope himself in with Rick who is looney tunes.
1: Yeah, I yeah. I think Spinner is consistently kind of learning from his mistakes and and is consistently growing like the more he sees that some of the things he does is wrong and he's able to like adjust his behavior and kind of deal with it whereas Rick is just crazy pants.
0: Which is maybe like I don't know. I mean, that's the one thing with Rick that I'm like, how much of this is his fault? Because Spinner is like mentally he's like, well, he's fine. Like he can learn and adjust and realize that he's like doing the wrong thing. And because deep down he's a good person, but also he's a rational person, like not good people wouldn't adjust, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're mentally ill. But like there's definitely something wrong with Rick that I don't think he could even like he couldn't change by himself, e- even if he wanted to. Because like I genuinely don't think he wants to hurt Terry, but he's just so fucked up and he has he doesn't like like there's there, it's brain chemistry. And I don't want to apologize for Rick because no one should do that to another person. Like, Rick is a monster. I fucking hate Rick. Like, he makes me throw up in my mouth. But, like, at the same time, you know, somebody needed to, like, get him help. Because this is not, like, a thing that he would have been able to do on his own. It is, for sure, just brain chemistry.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like, the... Hope at this point in time is that his mother sees how bad this has gotten and she should try to help him in any way that she can um cause he, someone like Rick needs people around him to help him get healthy and the help that he needs so he doesn't do this again but it's just it's such a tricky situation um but yeah, I don't. Spinner is definitely not in the same camp as Rick. And Paige tells him as much. And then we cut to Ellie and Sean. Like, Ellie comes and finds Sean and she's like, hey. And he's like, aren't we done? And it's like, you guys are both just like jumping to conclusions all the time. And she's like, no, like, I'm sorry. I'm not very good at this. I've never really been in a real relationship before. So I don't really know what I'm doing. And he's like, okay, well, then you can ask me. And then they, like, make up and they kiss and it's cute. And, like, they are finally kind of going in the right direction.
0: It's very sweet. And I think he's, like, genuinely surprised when she apologizes. But also, like, Sean's go to is that people are breaking up with him <laughs> or, like, don't want to be his friend anymore. Like, he always jumps to, like, worst case scenario. He did it his entire relationship with Emma. Like, anytime anything happened, he'd be like, So we're done, right? And she was always <laughs> like, What? No. <laughs> we got into a fight one time. Get it together. Which is, like, it's just totally a fucking Sean move.
1: Yeah. He's very all or nothing, <laughs> black or white. Um,. And then the final scene, uh, Spinner and Paige go back to the hospital, and they see Terry's dad again, and he's like, she had surgery, she's doing well, like, it's fine, and I'm sorry that I, like, freaked out on you guys, it was totally uncalled for, I was just upset, and they're like, don't even worry about it, and, like, we're really sorry, and then he's like, "All right, I'm gonna go back in there, and, like, just hang out with Terry, and then it ends with them just like very Spanner and Paige just being sad and looking at poor Terry in a coma, and it's so it's just a very sad way to end the episode. Huge, huge bummer. Um, so yeah, for
0: a one-part episode, it's it was very good. It was intense. Uh, a lot of stuff happened. Um. Yeah, and, and the B-plot was good, which doesn't always happen. Like, so e- the B-plot is either, like, garbage nonsense, <laughs> which, like, most of the time, that's what it is. It's just, like, terrible bullshit. No one cares. Um, or it's, like, way too heavy to be a B-plot. Like, Mr. Simpson having cancer has always been a B-plot, which is confusing. Um But this was actually, like, very solid B-plot. It was, like, it was interesting enough to, like, hold my interest so that when it did go over to, like, Ellie and Sean, I was like, I still care about this. Um, But also, like, it wasn't so heavy that it was, like, interfering with the A-plot.
1: Yeah. It was a very solid episode. So uh, Spirit Squad captain of the episode...
0: I'm actually going to go with Marco. Like, I know that it was only for the B-plot, but, like, he was he was such a good friend. He, like, put aside, like, his, like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of kids in high school would be like, you're abandoning me. Like, I think a lot of people our age would still be like, you're abandoning me. But he's like, can you please spend time with your boyfriend? Like, he's <laughs> kind of cool. This might be a good thing for you. Like, he is here to look out for his best friend, like, 100%. You know, and and like Ashley was like kind of doing that, but she was like being weird about it. But he was like, no, like you can once in a while abandon me to go hang out with your boyfriend. Like you do not need to bring me along. He, I don't know. He was just he was very selfless and he was a very good friend to Ellie. So Marco Spirit Squad Captain.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think Marco is in like he's a confident enough person and like has more friends than Ellie where he can be like, I am totally fine. Like, you don't need to, like, babysit me. Like, I don't need to be with you at all times. It's fine. You will be okay. Um, And I appreciated his good advice for Ellie. Ship of the episode. I think I'm going to go with Spinner and Paige just because they went through a lot this episode. And they still managed to kind of stick together and, like, handle this grief together. And I just thought they were very strong through this whole thing. i know they had that fight but i'm i'm going with spinner page
0: i was gonna do the same thing but you know i actually i liked a lot of the couples in this episode so i'm also gonna go with um sean and ellie because i'm here for it and also like loki jay and alex because <laughs> i liked their weird popcorn fight and i was like i'm here for this Sometimes I like you guys together. I think I think you might be a little bit Alex's beard without you knowing it, but like I like you guys together. <laughs> yeah,
1: all the couples were very solid in this episode.
0: Except for one very noticeable
1: oh. couple that was not great. I met like the real ones. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, poor Terry. Um speaking of, moral of the episode, don't abuse people and um pay like pay attention to your friends I don't know yeah I
0: mean
1: just don't don't
0: I don't know you're better at this than I am what I saw you just had like a brain blast what (laughs) happened
1: and maybe just like just be there for your friends and look out for your friends I think that blankets both a and b plots even like and even when you are there like it's not always going to work out. There's only so much you can do, but just always be there for your friends. I think that's a very general thing we can apply to this episode.
0: Totally agree. 100%. See, this is some like you're just better at the moral than I am. <laughs> like once in a while I'll find a good one like in my brain, but for the most part I kind of need to defer to you. Um so let's read our favorite YouTube comment. And our favorite YouTube comments response because they're both great. Um, so the comment is from two months ago from Gianna Menino.
1: And she just says, Rick should walk against the wind. <laughs> Amazing. And then there's a response from Kaplan Grassi from one month ago. And they say, Rick should let the wind carry him off into a volcano. And I agree with both of these. Great. Like reference to his stupid miming and how much of a garbage person he is, solid
0: comments, so we have grapevines um um, we're gonna read a tweet, yeah, we're gonna read a tweet because it relates directly to the episode um, and it is from Holland's sister Allegra uh, and it is from at Allegra Baker uh and it is. Rick is the most accurate representation of a fuckboy I've ever seen on television, which super fucking accurate. Good call, Allegra.
1: Yeah. And also, like, good job, Degrassi writers. And, like, good job, actor who plays Rick. He's, like, scarily very good at playing that type of character. It's chilling. So good on you, person who plays Rick. I don't know his name.
0: Me neither, but I know that he is scary. Um, and we also got an iTunes review, and you know what that means? We're going to make up a, a fucking fan fiction for you. Um, and it is from Whitley B., who um, I noticed has been following our Twitter, too. So we're actually, I think we're going to read one of her tweets on the next episode. Um, hold on. I have to make one up in my brain.
1: I also we don't usually read the reviews because it's like it'll sound like we're just like tooting our own horns. But uh, I know we both really liked the closing sentence of her review that says they get my Degrassi trash loving soul. And I just feel a kinship to you now.
0: I actually might make that the Twitter bio (laughs) Degrassi trash loving soul. Um, It's just super solid. Okay, so I'm ready, but I would just like to point out that Holland just pitched me an idea, and it was a, literally an exact plot point from Friends. Um, all right, so I've decided this is the scenario. Um, it's post-Degrassi, because I think you're our age. Um, we stalked your Twitter a little bit. I'm pretty sure you're our age, so like you're a little too old to be dating someone in high school. So it is post-Degrassi time, and Peter and Sav are still like in their band together, And they're, like, low-key famous, but not, like, famous famous, you know? They're, like, still, like, local band, but they're, like, famous regionally and through, like, certain areas of Canada and America, but maybe, like, not, like, international fame. They're not, like, rock stars, but they're, like, famous enough that you're impressed, you know? Okay. Just setting the scene. Anyway, so you are, like, kind of a fan, but, like, your friend is a bigger fan, and she's like, you have to go to see this band with me, and you're like, fine, okay, And then you go and you like are in the front and you're really feeling the music and you're dancing and like they both spot you and they both invite you backstage and like your friend, because they're like, she's cute too. She can come. So you and your friend like both go and your friend like hooks up with the drummer or whatever. And you're like talking to both of them at different points in the night. And they're both like, trying to date you and it turns into this whole thing and they're like fighting for your affection and i mean honestly it's up to you to decide because i don't know your life you might be more into peter who's like sometimes kind of mean but by the end like gets nice um or you might be more into sav who's like kind of consistently great i know who i would be leaning towards but <laughs> peter's also cute so i get it um yes so they're like fighting for your affection And they're like, like Peter is like sending you flowers and Sav is like serenading you on the street. It's a whole thing. It's very romantic. And it's like, I need to write this romantic comedy about your (laughs) fake life because it's going to be great. It's just, it's going to be great. And then you're going to pick one and the other one is going to be mad for like a minute and the band will break up for like a month. And then they're all going to get over it. And it's going to and you guys are just going to be friends and it's going to be very cool and you're going to date the other person and you're going to love each other and maybe you'll get married. I don't know what you want with your life. Maybe you'll date for like six months and it'll just be awesome. I don't know. That's more my speed. (laughs) But
1: regardless, that is my plan for you. Congrats. That sounds amazing. Either way, you're probably they're probably going to write a few songs about you. Um, which could be maybe cool or it could be kind of awful. I don't, whatever, however you feel about that. As
0: a person who has had a song written about them, it's entertaining. <laughs> um, I wouldn't say, I mean, sometimes it's cool, but mostly it's like, oh God, but it, it's kind of okay. It's, it's like funny in retrospect, but in the moment you're like, this is the worst thing.
1: Sounds like it would be very uncomfortable. Um, but whatever. Maybe you're into that. Uh, but that sounds like a great, a great fan fiction-y life. And I'm on board for it. Anyway, uh, if you want your own fan fiction uh, with somebody from Degrassi, all you have to do is find us on iTunes and rate and leave us a review. And then you, too, can just spend the rest of your life with your Degrassi love. Other ways to find us and be featured on The Grapevine uh, are on Twitter. We are at Pod. We're on Tumblr, whateverittakespodcast.tumblr.com. Or you can email us at whateverittakespodcast at gmail.com. Um, and we're on SoundCloud. And like I said, we're on iTunes. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at HollandTacular.
0: And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at KelSucks with a Z at the end.
1: And what are you going to plug today, Kelsey?
0: I am going to plug um, an Instagram because, of course, I am. Um, I just I just you guys I'm here to plug the cute fucking animals like that's it. I'm just I'm here for the cutesy animals and I'm going to plug Loki the wolf dog. He's a fucking husky. I'm watching a video of him running through the snow. It is majestic. Like, all the photos are, like, really beautiful. It's just, he's so cute, but mostly it's, like, he's a wolf. It's majestic. I love it so much. Oh, look at this. Look at this fucking dog run through the snow. He looks like a doofus, but, like, a very, (laughs) like, just beautiful doofus.
1: I love it. I was literally going to say he looks so majestic. Um... I am going to plug, this is, I think people who would, who follow this podcast maybe would appreciate it. Um, today I made a playlist on Spotify called whatever it takes. It has our podcast art on it and it's all of the songs that all the episode titles are based on. Like season one is a little choppy because not all of them are named after songs and There are a couple in future seasons where, like, they're named after albums, not songs, so I skipped those. But if you want just, like, a really great 80s playlist with a random Taking Back Sunday song in the middle of it, it is on Spotify. It's called Whatever It Takes. And you should follow it because I spent an absurd amount of time on it.
0: Proud of you. It's it's actually kind of a thing of beauty. Um, all right. That's it for us. Bye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers.